0: Hi, this is Elliot Fishman and welcome back to part two of our uh, look at the future in 2020, 10 years from now. And I showed you this slide and this is where I left off part one, where I made the point that there are going to be some massive changes. And it's not just the changes we spoke about, about faster scanners and higher resolution and lower dose, but the whole process of radiology and how we deal with our clinicians are going to be affected because of these things I mentioned. And let me go through a specific detail. And this is my point that what happens in other fields impacts what we do in radiology. So here was a very nice incidental news release I noted when I was preparing this talk right before Canada. The Fermi chips are the most complicated chips NVIDIA has ever designed with more than three billion transistors. Uh, uh, the GTX four eighty is about two times faster than the predecessor. For TASI's geometric processing, it's eight times faster and it's the fastest chip around. Well, What exactly does this mean? It seems like, okay, big deal, who cares? Well, I will tell you that in the 3D systems we develop, we work on, this chip doubles the speed and improves the quality of everything we do. Now you think about it, if you had something at a certain quality and a certain speed, to double it is unbelievable. You could spend years programming it and get a 5, a 10, a 15% improvement. To double it just by taking out one board and sticking in another is unbelievable. And when you talk about these boards, they list for $2,000, they're about $500 more expensive than the prior boards, even on day one, which means they're going to come down in price shortly. But double the performance, and this is something we see, a change in what NVIDIA does improves radiology 3D imaging by a factor of two. That's what it really means, and so it's not just something if you own NVIDIA stock or you want to own NVIDIA stock, and I I don't own it, it has not been a really good performer, but the point of the matter is you double the performance of a system, okay? look at what's happening in other fields or this little ad you may have noticed that uh, Steve Jobs at the bottom left looking good talking about the iPad introduction was January 27th with a lot of hoopla and on April 3rd I got mine in the mail and today's April 30th or today's April 29th as I'm talking tomorrow's April 30th and my 3G version is in the mail FedEx I got the notice it'll be there tomorrow and, well, what does that mean? Well, the iPhone, the iPad are devices that you can use for medical imaging. And not just the radiologist, but all the referring physicians. It means you're not tied down to a desktop or computer. We thought about laptops, which you can carry. But you go from the computer to the laptop to the iPad, the iPhone, mobile devices. And whether it's Apple or it's any other vendor that's going to come along, whether it's going to be Google and Android or... Whoever, the point is, you're changing how we transfer information, and so you can see. Here's an iPhone. Here's single via. This summer coming to you. You look at the, your iPhone. You press the button. You get the patient list. You go. You pick out the case. And we can transfer images at the rate of a thousand in under 10 seconds. Think about your pack system. You can do a thousand in maybe uh, 10 days. Our Imagion system, if I I had a thousand, the thing would start smoking, start spitting, and catch on fire and burn to the ground. So you're talking about fast, and then you go from there and you have 3D imaging, which you can then play with in real time. By simply using these very nice controls, and if you want to look at the coronals and the sagittals or the axials, and you want to change the images and the display, it's something that you're going to do in real time. And as you're doing it on a phone, and will I read 100 cases a day there? No, but I can consult, I can look at images, our conditions can be in the hallway, study was just done, you could call them up, you could send them an email, look at this, you could ring them, you know, just how this will change you really can't just imagine. Now of course the issue with an iPhone is you can say it's small but the big advantage is in your pocket. Well if you need a little bit bigger space you go to your iPad and so the iPad has everything but it's bigger. It's fast, you can have 3G, you can have wireless so it's low cost but then you can have the images in full-scale high-resolution images so information is traveling. And it's not just this coolness factor, which it is pretty cool, I had my iPad, you walk around, you look super cool compared to the other people who don't, but hey, listen, what can I say? But the bottom line, really, it's a game changer. We've got to be careful it doesn't change our game, and that is that every referring physician will now be carrying all their data around in their pockets, and all of their lab data, and the path data, and the clinical histories. 24 7 365 access to information everywhere anywhere every time i fly Airtran. i'm looking at my 3d images post-processing tools are available beyond the boundaries of radiology that's been happening on laptops but now it's even on your phone and then you've got to worry if everyone has everything when do they need us why do they need us and that is one of the big challenges because you know i saw an article by otha linton a number of years ago when he was retiring and otha's has three careers since he retired, but when he left the ACR, he wrote this very good article that I read talking about the future of radiology, and I think his article was 50 years from now, what would happen, and he made the point that I'm making here that there's no doubt radiology will survive. His question was will radiologists be the survive? Will radiologists be doing radiology or will somebody else be doing radiology? Maybe we're going to go back to the early 1900s or 1920s and 30s and 40s where radiology was done by surgery. So what's the role of the radiologists in the year 2020, and where are we in this new department? Now, many radiologists, all of us truthfully, would like things not to change. We would like things the way they are. Radiology is fun, you make a good living. Nothing changed, nobody would complain, but reality is that's not going to be up to us. Uh, and also, we're not going to be the ones who necessarily decide how things are going to look. Uh, you know, with uh, the customers. We're going to ask the customers, and maybe we're the customers in one sense, referring docs are the customers in another sense. Steve makes the point that you can't ask customers what they want and then try to give it to them because by the time you build it, uh, they'll want something new. So really, we need to look at what is it that we can do in this brave new world. So things, I could tell you what you shouldn't be doing. If you're sitting in a quiet room in the back of the department or somewhere else, so not to be interrupted, so you can create more RVUs per FTE, that may seem really cool and it may help you today, but boy, that is death. Avoid the scanning areas. Don't deal with the techs or other non-RVU generating activities. That is a nightmare. You will become obsolete. One of the key things for all of us in terms of technology is we need to be the experts in technology. If you're not sitting by the scanner enough times or speaking to the text or fixing your protocols or making everything better, you're going to be uh, in, a, in a serious problem. Also, if you spend as little time as necessary to get your 50 CME credits, it's easy to do. You can fill out all these forms and answer questions. Do the minimum. Doing the minimum is great because, you know, we all know that we wouldn't want to spend too much time doing radiology. There's so many other things to do in life. Well, I can tell you that if you do the minimum, uh, it's going to come back to kick you in the butt. You really need to be have expertise. The same thing, doing the minimum required for each case. I don't think so. I think that's really when you take radiology and you make it into a commodity. One of the biggest dangers we talk about is radiology being a commodity. There's websites now you could sell, you could buy you know, 10,000 plain films, 10,000 CTs to the lowest bidder. If you're just reading the films and it's just bang, 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 and it's just, you know, making uh, you know making the yogurt or something, uh, making ice cream cones, uh, you know, your value is going to decrease. I mean, you saw things in the last year where hospitals have taken groups and thrown them out. You know, we, we can get thrown out. I mean, it's not a trivial thing if hospitals, which are going to be under extreme uh, conditions in terms of finances, decide that they can do it cheaper. And in their mind, it becomes to an administrator, oh, well, reading a CT is reading a CT. I don't care if their people are in a foreign country or they're in a different state or they're in the hills or in the oceans, whatever. If they can do it for 30 bucks and my guys are charging 60, I'll give it for 30 bucks. That's it. Well, unless you're providing added value, um, you you become a commodity, and commodities never, you don't want to become toilet paper or tissues or. pencils, you don't want to become that. I think radiology needs to be aggressive. We need to be involved in this personalized radiology. And what I mean by personalized radiology is we need to be in charge of the process, the right selection of tests for the individual patient. When we have the right test, we need to perform it as well as possible on the best equipment possible. We need to interpret it correctly, understand what that information means, and get that back to the referring physician. Now the iPhone could be our friend or our enemy. I said the problem with an iPhone might be, or an iPad, everyone else is a radiologist. People think they got images, they're a radiologist. But on the other hand, is if we use that networking to get the information back to them quickly, document what we can do, what should be happening with the patient. Then I think all of those things, those faster networks, become our friends. I think radiologists need to be more aggressive in providing services and be more recognizable within our own enterprises. Uh, Again, uh, in the old days of radiology, we had all the films. We had a film library. We controlled the films. Nobody could find a film without us. The truth is we sometimes couldn't find the films, but nevertheless, we had the films. Well, people had to come down and we went over with them, we knew all the docs, they knew you, they may like you, they may not like you, but they dealt with you. Now they don't have to come down to radiology. Residents go through their four years of internal medicine training and never walked into a radiology department. They never filled out a form to request a film or dealt with a radiologist. Because of the limited work week, they don't do radiology rounds like they used to. You remember the old days and they'd come down and look over a case and then another group would come down. In many ways, it drove you crazy. I remember the first PAX articles which said that with PAX, 95% of consultations go away. Wasn't that wonderful? Well, I thought, you know, the only thing worse than being annoyed or being bothered, quote-unquote, by 10 groups of people coming down to look at cases would be if nobody came down. The biggest danger to me is not being bothered, quote-unquote, but not being bothered. That's the worst of all worlds. If nobody wants you to go over cases with them, you gotta think for a second, what does that mean? They don't need you. So being needed and being part of the process indeed becomes very critical. So is this change gonna be easy? Um, I give you four different answers. No, uh, the truth is it's not gonna be easy, and no way, not a chance. It's just not gonna be as simple as we'd want it to be. I think there's gonna be some rough going. Uh, There's so many challenges looking forward that we don't control. The government can decide to cut our reimbursement by 25%. They can do that in two seconds, and we have very little to do but complain. And the ACR and all those organizations are trying to do things about it. But at the end of the day, political decisions often aren't done with a lot of logic. Um, On the other hand, my philosophy is you can uh, go with the Mick Jagger philosophy. You can't always get what you want. But if you try sometimes you'll get what you need and that's probably going to be the best philosophy I can leave you with that really uh, it's hard to predict what's going to happen um, there are many changes that we don't know about there are many changes that can you know maybe they're going to figure out some genetic markers that you won't need imaging that that's the biggest you know a lot of work being done in that we need to figure out how to adjust in terms of molecular imaging we need to figure out how to adjust in terms of the whole radiation issues and things we are working on and uh, we recognize also that we can take advantage of many of the different techniques and skills that will be coming along so hopefully am i right am i wrong i don't know hopefully we'll all get together in 10 years and discuss this and continue to argue about it and we'll see what we predicted correctly and what we predicted incorrectly and there's no doubt it's a great quote i like this one life is like a dog sled team if you're not the lead dog the view never changes so my advice is get out there try move forward you're not always going to be right, and sometimes you're going to look really dumb. On the other hand, if you just sit back, all you're seeing is some other dog's butt. And with that, uh, have a great day.